It's the Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine podcast, and I'm Janet Blair. Each week, I sit down with one of my girlfriends, whether it be Amber, Teresa, Natalie, Carrie, Ashley, Tara, Stephanie. We talk about whatever. We completely restore this trailer, you know, fry people's faces off as a bad Mexican. I don't understand the competition that goes on between women. Two girls and a bottle of wine. Over a glass of wine, bottle of wine, or sometimes a couple bottles of wine. Join in on Facebook at facebook.com slash two girls and a bottle of wine. Don't miss us. <laughs> Hello, I'm Janet. And I'm Aubrey. And we are two, two girls, girls and a, a bottle, bottle of wine. Because men like boobs. And girls like wine. Aubrey Wallace is back. It's been a while. We've both yes. been like... Boop, boop, nope, yes, no, no. Ah. It's like you're like, oh, that date will work, perfect, like, no problem, then it gets close to it, and you're like, oh, shit, I've got... I've got work, <laughs> I've got <laughs> stuff, and the same thing happened for you with your moving and oh, yeah. new job. Yeah. I, I, were you interviewing for the job that you currently have? There was one day, um, you were like, I have an interview the next day. Yes, actually, yes, it was, because it was a Wednesday friend. night, yes. and yeah, and the... Th- the Thursday morning was when I had it, so I got it. <laughs> Yay! How many interviews did you have to go through? Um, it was one was a phone interview, the first one, and then I just had the in person. Mm. So I put since I knew someone that worked there already, I put her name on the application. It's all about who you know. Exactly. And then they saw the name. They wanted to fill it really quick, so I think they just saw her name and they're like, Oh, let's give this girl a call and then honestly, like when I had the phone interview, like I wasn't really expecting it, so I wasn't prepared. And oh, they just called you out of the blue? Well, I, she had left a message before, and then I was like, I kind of like, you know, went through my head and prepared and whatever, and I wasn't expecting to get a hold of her when I called her back. Oh. Because she's like, oh, I'll be out and whatever, and I'm like, oh, you hey. answered. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized, like, you know how at the end of an interview you're supposed to, like, ask, ask questions. questions? And... I was just, like, so, like, trying to think of the right answers when she was asking me questions. Like, I totally forgot to And I think that happens all the time because that's my job all day long. I'm doing phone interviews. And I want to say 90% of the time they don't have questions. And when they do, I'm like, what? Like, oh, you're not supposed to. Okay. Well, I'll try. (laughs) Maybe that's what she was thinking. I don't know. But I was like, I remember after I hung up, I'm like, damn it. Right. I should have asked a question, and I have good questions, like, in my mind that I didn't have to, like, you know, mm-hmm. scrape for, like, but obviously it worked out. Yes. So. <laughs> How soon after the phone interview did you have an in-person interview? Um, I think about a week later I okay. had the in-person interview, um, and then a week after that they offered me the job. Nice. And then I started two weeks later, so. See, I geek out about stuff like this, because I'm like... I feel like hiring processes should be like that. It should be bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. But people are busy. Well, and I think that was out of the ordinary for this company. They just wanted to fill the position. Yeah, fast. I think they, the, because having been there, uh, what, like a month now, um, I think there's only like two other people in the whole building that do do what I do. I'm like an office admin or whatever. And um, I think they're just overwhelmed so like administrative support is totally like the backbone of any company yeah (laughs) so i think they were just like overwhelmed and they're like i don't care like let's just get someone in here like as quickly as possible but i mean works for me i'm okay with that (laughs) and how long have you been at the job um after this week it was a a month i think four weeks total wow yeah it's exciting and um so i found 
from the Huffington Post, 10 tips on how to be successful in your new job. So I thought we'd kind of reflect on your last month. And then if you haven't tackled all of these, you got a to-do list. So all I'm right. giving you homework. <laughs> okay. Or not. You could totally ignore me or and I be like, just ignore it and be like, what whatever. <laughs> um, so the meet and greet. Do you have an immediate team that you're pretty familiar with after being there a month? You know, it's really interesting because I came from a very small office of like 10 or so women that are very talkative and like... Very tight. Yeah, like we were all very Mm -hmm. close. It was a very tight-knit group. And so I'm going into this new job and it's, you know, it's a bunch of engineers and most of them are male. Right. And my boss And they don't care. Yeah. Men don't want to meet and greet. No, they're so independent. And like my boss, like he's very independent too and he's a very nice guy. Um, but he's like always busy all the time. So I'm like, I don't want to like, you know, bombard him with small talk. Like I want to get to know him, but I'm like, you know, he's always so busy. So I'm not going to be like, Oh, so what are your plans for this weekend? And whatever, like he's in the middle of stuff. So, um, I feel like I haven't quite gotten to know him yet Mm -hmm. just because he's, and I don't think he's overly talkative anyway. So it's different. It's right. Do you guys do like team lunches or anything? Not really. I don't think that team really does. Um, we do like morale events that we do with like the whole building. Mm-hmm. So I don't really get to spend a lot of one-on-one time with my team. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's kind of different too because they're like technically my team, but I kind of help everyone out or whoever needs it because they're kind of a very self-sufficient team because mm-hmm. they're like all the very, it's the chief engineers. Right. So they're all the very like, senior independent like they they've been doing this for so long that you know and what type of work are you doing for them like calendaring and yeah filing? i've been like um reserving conference rooms um i was learning about expense reports today which was what system do they use concur we use that yeah i yeah, hear it's, it's a pain you know i just started doing expense reports and it's a little bit of a pain it's it's kind of overwhelming because there's just there's so much like you have to it's it's tough because you can't watch someone and like they showed me how to do it like several times but it's like i you only learn so much by watching you learn i at least i learn mostly from doing doing i'm the same way yeah so it's like i kind of half did one today Mm -hmm. like i was kind of more doing it while i had somebody helping me every step of the way Mm mm-hmm it was just kind of overwhelming because I'm like, there's so much stuff to remember and like, you got to click this, but you can't click this if you click that. And like, Ooh. it's just, I, I know once I do more, it'll be like second nature, but it's, you know. But that's going to be great on a resume. Like when we were, um, and I'm sure our listeners are just so thrived by this topic. This is very exciting stuff. <laughs> um, we were hiring an executive assistant and that was one of the things we looked for because we, you know, when you... Uh, when you hire an executive assistant, most of the time, there's not a lot of training time. Mm-hmm. And to find someone that knows Concur can hit the ground running, that was a huge selling point for candidates. So, yeah, great resume builder. <laughs> well, we already covered team bonding. You're not really bonding with your team. Have you been like, hey, let's do happy hour? No. They're, yeah, no, they're not. They're it's not a funny. social. My, my boss even said it that way. He's like... Our team is very cynical. Like, he's like, just to prepare you, like, you know, they're, they're, they've been in it a long time and, you know, they the morale events, they don't really care. Like, they're uh, very cynical. I'm like, okay, well, it's good to know what to expect. Like, So have you bonded with the other admins? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, one of them 
is kind of does her own thing, which is fine. Um, but um, the one that's been training me most, I think I've bonded with her and a few other people. Like, I kind of one day I had to replace some name tags just because they just consolidated a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. So I'd kind of, it kind of got to be a little much because I felt like I couldn't not, like I had to say something when I was giving them a new name tag instead right. of just like sitting there quietly, like I'm in their cube. Like That was an opportunity. <laughs> you could, Hi, I'm Aubrey. Yeah, and I did. Like there were some people you could tell like didn't really want to talk. Don't so talk I was just kind of like, hi, and just gave them their new name tag. But there were a couple people that seemed a little friendlier. So I kind of struck up conversations and whatever. But at the same time, it's like I unless I go to their cube, like, I, there are several people I had, like, you know, 30-minute-long conversations with that I haven't seen since. So right. It's just, it's it's very different than what I'm used to, but um, but it's good. It's, yeah. Yeah. You'll adjust. It's a different yeah. culture. It's Yes, that's exactly a good way to explain it, because it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's a different culture, and it's something that I haven't experienced before, so. Right. And the next thing on the list is expectation setting. This is especially important if you're managing a team, which you're not. Um, but your boss, did he set expectations pretty early? Like this is, you've got a really cool schedule. Yeah. Yeah. We have every other Friday off we do. And does a the whole team, mm-hmm. uh-huh. a, a lot of people during launches, it's, it's an aerospace company. So they do a lot of rocket launches and stuff, um, which is rocket scientists. Exactly. I work with a bunch of rocket scientists, literally. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's, I will say like, that's probably the, the most exciting thing mm-hmm. is that. I work for a company that right. does such cool and innovative things. Like it's it's so just when cool people to say, ask you what you do. Oh, I work for I work with a bunch of rocket scientists. Yeah, hey. literally. <laughs> no follow up questions, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. all top secret. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny though. There are like some areas where like you have to have special badges and whatever mm-hmm. to get in there, and because it's very. And we actually have like a NASA office, like. That's on one crazy. of the floors like within our office and so it's really cool it's a really cool company to be a part of but um but getting back to the expectation setting like it, that's what kind of threw me too because I got there and my boss told me like the first day he's like yeah I, I probably won't ask you to do much for me but you know the other guys will and whatever so I really haven't done anything for him because he's very independent gotcha but I, he knows you're there yeah he knows I'm there if I need it you know and I've you know I've made it clear to him and the rest of the team, like, hey, like, I'm not busy right now. Like, please give me stuff to do. Like, right. You know, not that I'm like complaining or anything, but I just I want them to feel comfortable so that I can help get some stuff off of their plate and stuff. I tell all new employees, embrace the downtime because and I'm in trying like to do that six too. <laughs> months, you're going to they're going to know that you're the go to for so many things that you're going to be like, oh, can't breathe. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So embrace the downtime. Yeah, I, I've been trying to, like, have a good balance of it, too. Like, because I know if I tell everyone that I see, hey, I'm not busy, give me stuff to do. Right. It's just going to come, like, raining down. As long as your boss knows yeah, your productivity he knows, level. And there's a couple other managers that I kind of help out their teams and stuff, too. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm getting a little busier, but, like, right. still got some time, so. <laughs> I feel like some of this list is kind of silly. Speak up. Brag file. Yeah, what's that mean? Keep a record of your accomplishments and contributions from day one. That is very important. So I just had my first annual review at my new company. And when I got there, it was kind of like hit the ground running. You know recruiting. Just this is how our system works. Go. And then I came to my annual review and I'm like, I've done so much. And I tracked minimal 
So it's always good. Like, keep an Excel spreadsheet. Actually, we were, it's funny, we were just talking about that, me and a couple of the other admins, um, because we have, like, almost like a tiered thing every year. Like, at the beginning of the year, they give you the company's goals, and then your Mm -hmm. manager highlights the goals that they want you to help accomplish. Because some of them obviously don't apply to us. Like, I'm not going to go launch a rocket. (laughs) So... Um, and so they're kind of explaining to me how that goes. And then like come June, I think you kind of have a mid year review and mm-hmm. they have like, they have all these templates cause there's like 15 admins there or something that have been there forever. Right. So they've done this a million times and they have these templates like. Nice. Did they share them with you? Yeah. Yeah. They oh, shared good. them with me. So good. they're like, you know, just every time you do yeah, like a morale event, every time you do this or that or something different than normal or you know, something normal that's helping achieve a goal or whatever, like, just track it. Just track everything that you do, you know? Like, it's so important. And I mm-hmm. think all employees out there need to do that. And I did that at a, my previous job, but I think I just got so busy. And then I was like, oh, crap. And my, my boss is an analytics guy. Mm-hmm. So he wanted numbers and it's, well. You're like, roughly. Roughly. Approximately. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, our system kind of gave me some numbers. Um, but systems can fail. In fact, our system we are learning is not as accurate as we had hoped. So uh yeah, it's great. (laughs) Um, So yes, do that. And anyone that's listening, do that. Even if it's just something minor, especially like your boss, he's busy. He doesn't really require your support. So he doesn't, he's not going to know really what you're doing to accomplish these goals. But it is interesting because I don't think he really needs to know because he's not the one giving me my review what well i think he he's kind of part of it but i have two managers okay so i have him and he's like kind of my direct manager mm-hmm. um and his office is right outside of my cube and whatever or i guess vice versa my cube is right outside of his yes. office um but then i have another manager who i think i kind of more r- report more directly to as far as my job and then like as far as the day-to-day stuff i report to to my boss my uh, jim um the Mm -hmm. guy that's outside right on the other side of my cube um but then one of the hr managers is my other manager so she's kind of the one that i think does all the the stuff for that's a lot of chiefs yeah (laughs) it is it was very confusing to me like she was explaining it in the interview i remember and i'm like so so i have two bosses like what who who do I ask time off for? <laughs> like, right. I wanted to ask that, but I'm like, I, I didn't want to ask that. Do they have you know, systems like, where you can request time off? I haven't really gotten there yet, but I, my friend that w- has been working there for several years, she's kind of like, yeah, just let them know when you're going and then make sure you have coverage. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's... Oh, okay. okay. But I still want to give my two bosses the respect enough to be like, hey, how do we do this? I don't want to just... Well, you have a wedding coming up next year, so yeah. that's a great... that's an easy way to find out you know you can ask whichever one you feel most comfortable talking to say hey you know i have this wedding coming up in august of 2018 and i want to make sure that i get those dates locked down to make sure you know i'm going to be out how does time off request how do time off requests work here yeah every company is different my last company you just sent a calendar invite Mm -hmm. the company i'm at now we have a whole system where you have to like select the dates and they have to approve it but it, it's tied to their personal email address. Oh. So it goes to my boss's personal email address. So I have oh. to be like, hey, I sent this 
check your Gmail or whatever. Interesting. Because his is tied to his person. I don't even know. Hmm. I don't know. Systems. Systems. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but, it, I mean, every every company is different, though. Like, and every every manager is different, too. Some managers may want to know, you know, when you're going to be away from your desk for an hour. Right. Like, mine doesn't. Like, I kind of, I have a whiteboard that I write. Like, if I'm going to be gone for more than an hour, I kind of. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I kind of just be like, oh, I'm at this building. Because we have, like, three or four buildings in the vicinity. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be at this building for a while. Or I'm going to be upstairs. That's a smart system. Or... Yeah, and they, they didn't tell me to do that. But I'm like. He when I asked him how he wanted me to tell him like if I'm gonna flex my time or if I'm gonna be gone for a doctor appointment, he was like, "Yeah, you don't need my permission. Just you know, if you want to shoot me an email or however you want to tell me, like I don't <laughs> care." I'm like, "Okay, like I'll just write on the whiteboard then." There we go. <laughs> um, the next tip is speak up. So even though the, you're the new girl, don't sit in meetings in silence. Ask questions. Learn as much as you can. Which I know you. You're smart. You're gonna ask questions. You're gonna see. But that's the difficult part. Because I, like I said, I work with a bunch of rocket scientists. So the stuff that they're talking about, I have no idea what they're talking about. So you could maybe write notes in Google and then in the next meeting. (laughs) There's going to be a lot of Be like, all right. And then I guess they're not expecting you to sound like you know what's going on. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it it would be a good time to absorb (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to like learn as much as I can. And and there's certain things like stuff that HR sends out or yeah. stuff about being an employee there. Like obviously I can I can speak up and and add to it and whatever. Um which I did when when that like 5 minutes of the meeting <laughs> right. was brought up or whatever, but all the rest of the time I'm like, okay, so you need to So you spoke the... <laughs> up when it was appropriate. That's good. Yeah, I, you know, I mean I didn't speak up a lot, but right. As much as I could. <laughs> See, I'm I'm always so scared to sound dumb. Me too. I I'll be I was in a meeting today and I was just like Sitting and I'm just like I'm gonna have to research this more and have follow up questions to my boss afterwards because you know what the problem is with that though, and I feel like I feel that way because there's always somebody in the room that thinks they're smarter than everyone and thinks they know it and is that's what I'm worried about is that one person who like really wants to make you feel stupid yes because they know the answer and you don't yes like that's what scares like, me the they've most they've been with the company twenty years yeah and you've been a month. And so they'll just be like, yeah, and I hate that that. feeling. (laughs) I just remember being in grade school and trying to answer or being called on to answer and not having the right answer and that feeling. It's terrifying. It's like I lose all credibility if I speak up. Mm -hmm. And I find myself, like, if I do misspeak, like, even to my boss, I'll be like, apologizing like no buddy's business <laughs> i'm so sorry i sounded so stupid i'm so <laughs> dumb oh my god please now this next one we gotta talk about okay you don't have a linkedin i don't we gotta we gotta work on that <laughs> so after you've been with the company for six months you and i need to have like a linkedin building a date okay just to help you build your linkedin honestly i was planning on building it okay. and then i got you know I right just, oh, hi, life gets busy <laughs> Squirrels happen. <laughs> Rains come along and say hello. I'm so excited he came out. I know. It's been a while. If you've him. been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, <laughs> Rain used to come bother all of my podcast guests. And we were just talking when you arrived today how he hasn't made an appearance yeah, in a I've while. I've missed him. And I think that's because he's not trapped in the basement all day long. 
now because things have changed and he's got free reign of the house. Oh, he might jump in your lap. Watch out. It's okay. I miss having a kitty. Well, that LinkedIn date option is okay. always there if you need any help or if you want me to check out your LinkedIn. My lack my lack of. <laughs> I bet you could Google how to build a proficient I, LinkedIn actually, profile. Yeah, probably. I think I started to, and then I got the interview, and I'm like, well, we'll see if they can get this and whatever. But it's but. always good to have it out there because, like, as a recruiter, that's the number one way that people find new employees and especially passive candidates you know five years down the road you might still be in your role at this rocket science company and another rocket science company might be looking for um someone with your skill set and it might pay more it might be a step up true you always gotta it's like putting yourself out there but passively passively like hey i've I've got like the goods here when i went to go search like executive assistants i'm like concur and so i like pulled up all the executive admins in the area that had concur and i started reaching out to them do you know Hmm. anyone do you know anyone do you know anyone oh interesting it's interesting to hear it from a recruiter's point of view yes because you always you know you read everything online like oh this is what recruiters want to hear and blah 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 yeah there's totally there's like two different there's probably 2.5 different versions of recruiters. You have the corporate recruiters like me. Like, I work for one company. I only recruit for them. And then you have the recruiters that get paid because they're supporting 10 different companies. And the company's going to pay them once they fill their position. And those are more uh, aggressive recruiters. I was going to say, those ones are annoying. I've had a yes. couple of those that I'm like, I don't want to work at that company. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they just keep badgering and it's calling. It's like, did you and... read my resume? Like, yeah, like, I'm so not qualified for this. <laughs> right. Well, let's take a break. Let's sip some more wine. And when we come back, we're going to talk about wedding updates because right. that's where we left it last time. It's going to be much more interesting to the listeners to Yay! hear about. No, I feel like if anyone's saying, ever yeah. looking for a job, no, that's, you and yes. I just shared some valuable information. Yes, I think it, it's very constructive. And it's way more entertaining than talking about the Kardashians for 20 minutes. That's, well, to most people. Right. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with two girls and a bottle of wine. And we're back with two girls and a bottle of wine. We have Aubrey Wallace, soon to be... Aubrey Peters? No. No. Nope. Because Soon to stay Aubrey he Wallace. He's taking your last name. We talked about that in yeah. the last podcast. And that that was like totally his decision too. Like yes. I told him I'm like I'll, you know. Yes. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Like I'll take your last name, like I'll hyphenate, like whatever you want me to do. Like I'm happy to do any of it. And he's like, "No, I'm going to take your last name." I'm like, "Okay." Craig Wallace. Craig Wallace. It sounds very like official. Yes. Sounds like a CEO. Yes. <laughs> yes. He's now got goals. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so we are 10 months away from wedding. Oh almost. God, I guess so. To the day. Just like yeah. 10 months and six days. That's true. Sorry. That's, did it's a lot of math too you real? just did there too in real? your head. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, it's a little less than a year, but like that's significantly less than a year. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so what's the progress? We went through a whole checklist the last time you were on, and that was very tedious. So um, I, we got to save the, the date. It's on the refrigerator. Yep. Um, got to save the dates. Um, so we've got the venue booked, and we're still trying to decide what we want to do for the ceremony. Like, we could do an outdoor ceremony in the Tivoli Quad. Um, my parents really want me to have it at a church, but we'll see. Um, Aren't Isn't your window for a church wedding, like, super closing? 
Because don't you have to go through counseling and... For a Catholic wedding, yeah. Okay. And I, I kind of basically told my parents, I'm like, you know, like, I, I really don't want to have to go to a class every weekend. Like, that's not... Mm-hmm. And they think I'm probably a heathen for saying this, but that's just... I, I'm sorry, like, I don't... I love you, Mom and Dad, that's... but these are my views, and I'm an, I'm exactly. an adult. Exactly. Like, I don't think that's going to make my marriage be stronger by hearing, you know, how to properly conceive a child and weird stuff like that. Like, they're... they're the rhythm method. Th- yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're weird classes. Yes. Like, nothing against... No, no, Catholic. It's like fine. I am Catholic. Like they're they're weird cl- classes. Like they're yes. they're very old school, I guess. Not mm-hmm. weird. They're I should say they're old school. Like it's basically straight from the fifties. <laughs> so do you have someone in mind that you want to marry you? Well, that's the problem. I really don't know because what worries me is I'm like at at least with a with a Catholic priest, like it's very cut and dry. Like you know they don't try to butt into it at all. It's like mm-hmm. very here's how it is. Here's the readings. You know, do you take blah 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 whatever. Um, but I feel like a lot of those, like, anybody that you could hire that's not your friend or whatever. Well, you could, you have time. You could have a friend get ordained. Yeah, that's what we're thinking. But I, I just don't, I just don't know who. Like, I don't know. Someone that could be funny. Mm-hmm. If you want funny. If you want funny. But um, that's the problem. I don't, I feel like. Maybe I'm just used to the very, like, black and white traditional gotcha. Catholic Are you writing weddings? your own vows? Probably. We haven't really gotten that far yet, but okay. I just feel like if it's not a priest, I feel like it's going to be too, like, casual or something. Gotcha. You know, like, I, I've been to weddings where they have a friend, you know. Yes, and it could be a little and too it's, it's casual. Just, I agree. Yeah, it's just too casual, or, like, they try to insert themselves into it, and it's just... Every time I've been to one of those, I've always come away thinking, that was kind of a corny whatever, but, you know, and I feel like at at least with a priest or some sort of minister or whatever, Mm -hmm. it would be a little bit more black and white and like, you know. There's a website called Wedfolio where you can um, find available local wedding officiants Hmm. and rent them. Oh, you can rent people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and you can say, I want this to be more official than laid back. And they're not going to know you. So they're not going to be get, like, too That's cash. Cool. Well, plus I can insert. You can insert, tell them what to say. Yeah. And I can insert, like, religion in there as I please. Yes. I can pick yes. some readings and whatever. Which sounds awesome. And then I wouldn't have to take the classes that I really don't right. take. And, <laughs> and I, you know, that I, it's not that I mind, like. It's just not as important to me as it is to my parents. Like, right? I, you know, it's you don't have to justify yourself. It's a podcast. It's it's the Catholic guilt. I know. <laughs> I feel I, like I do. You're like, I got it. I got it. Oh gosh, hell Marys. <laughs> Jesus is judging me right now <laughs> as I'm drinking my wine. <laughs> but he turned water into wine. Anyway, let's not go down okay. that. Path. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Okay, so that is a big box that you still need to check. Yeah, off. And, and you know we have time for that. And I kind of told my parents, I'm like, well, if you want us to have a Catholic wedding, then. You know, maybe find a priest for us that is willing to not do a mass. <laughs> Did they say they would? I think they didn't really realize what I was trying to say, but they're like, oh, I'm sure we can find one. Maybe like, you need to write an open letter to them. <laughs> Be like, dear mom and dad. Yeah. Hobbs. <laughs> and then just send them to the link. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like like I said, I wouldn't mind if, if it was in my terms. But right. I feel like I feel like you're very controlled when 
when it's a Catholic wedding. Like, it has to be how the priest wants it to be. Right. And the priest is very laid back. That's what and I hear. Yeah. And I think they're getting a little bit more liberal as far as priests, you know, especially with the new pope. He's a lot more open and welcoming and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think it's starting to trend that way. But there's still a lot of very old school priests that, you know, want you to do it the traditional way. So Right. And I grew up very strict Southern Baptist, and I think the classes were much less from what I hear. But now, you know, Steve, it's going to be his fourth marriage, me, I'm living in sin, and so <laughs> there's not going to be um, a religious aspect to it at all. No, no. no and think- the state of Colorado is so chill. Yeah, you can marry yourself. You don't have to have yeah. an officiant. Yeah, you don't. You have, you don't have to have a witness. Mm-hmm. So uh, I haven't. I don't think I've talked about it on this podcast. But Steve and I are just going to elope. We're taking a cruise, Christmas, we're, and the parents all know they're fine. My brother was the last one I told because I was a little like, "How's he going to feel about me? this?" But he's, he's going to crash your wedding. He's going to, no. like, book a trip on the cruise and crash your wedding. That would be okay. Not <laughs> my brother. But, um, yeah, like, so it's good that you're even, like, keeping some structure to your... Because Colorado lets you do whatever the heck you want. You can take it, take the piece of paper up to Point Lookout, sign it together, and you don't even have to leave the office, though. You can sign it there, mm-hmm. and you're married. I feel like that's a little too Vegas-like. <laughs> you know? You just need Elvis. Yeah, right. So, um, what else do you have to do? Uh, floral, floral yeah, plan? Um, one of my bridesmaids, actually, um, I think she either used to work at a florist or... Um, anyway, she, she knows a lot about that stuff. So, um, she, sa- I mean, she said she's definitely willing to help me. So, I, I want to I do it, like, as simply yet as elegantly as I can. Mm-hmm. And I've got some ideas. I was thinking, like, um, maybe some orchids for centerpieces because it'd be easy right you know i mean maybe get different potting or whatever but you can get what are they 15 bucks at sam's club or something Mm -hmm. like that so that would be easy fairly inexpensive centerpieces i went to a wedding where they had the really tall orchids and they just bought the string of led lights that are battery powered and it was it was very elegant looking okay because i mean you know i'm sure like the more intricate stuff it's it's very pretty and stuff but i want I don't want, I want my wedding to be as, as little stress as possible. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's still going to be stressful, mm-hmm. but I just, I just want everybody to have a good time. And that's, that's yes. my big thing. Like I, I I'm kind of thinking about hiring a day of wedding planner. Cause I'm like, I don't want my family or friends or anybody to have to set up and tear down and not be able to fully 100% enjoy themselves. Like I don't want anybody to have to work. How is the, um, DJing of the wedding going? Because oh. that was a big issue. Yeah, Greg thinks he's going to DJ our wedding. Still? Um, no, I told him he can't. <laughs> I said, if you, you want to... hire DJ Dunn or something. Someone and that's local. exactly who, who we were talking about. So, um, we're since we're, we're good friends with Joe at DJ yeah. Dunn, so um, we were talking about Greg really wants to use his equipment because he's so geeking out and so excited <laughs> about his equipment. Um, but he's like, I'm like, you can't do it. So, you know, you can have them use your equipment or whatever, but you cannot be unpacking, you cannot be packing up, you cannot be touching your right. equipment. You're not and somebody, <laughs> Yeah, like, somebody else has to do all that. Like, you can use your equipment, but as long as somebody else is dealing with it, and he's like, okay, okay. We'll Who's his Joe. best man? Um, his best man is David. I don't know if you've met David. I don't think so, but you need to have a good talk with David and be like, David, 
this is what your responsibility is. You must keep him away from the DJ equipment for real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your balls are going to be on a silver platter. <laughs> you know? I could totally get David to do that. Because <laughs> that, that is the, like, that's the maid of honor and the best man's job is to mm-hmm. keep the the bride and the groom in line and, yeah. like, Keep them on schedule. Focused and or drunk, whichever. <laughs> That's my biggest worry, though. Not not being drunk. I'm sure that'll be fun. But <laughs> right, <laughs> my biggest worry is just being able to because there's going to be so many people that we haven't seen in so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to make sure that we get our food and we eat because when we get in that reception. It's going to be constant. Hi. Oh, my God. I haven't seen you forever. Oh, my God. How are you? Like, it's, it's going to be. what the, like, maybe you have a, like, a, like, chill mill, like, before you head to the reception. Like, maybe your favorite fast food just waiting on the side. Because most brides and grooms say that they don't get to eat at the reception. Yeah. And, and that's. So have some Taco Bell waiting. <laughs> Well, I don't really want my wedding dress to be brown. <laughs> well, you got to be careful, Aubrey. you got to make sure you don't. Taco get... Bell just has bad idea written all over Okay. It. Well, like, get some chicken nuggets or something just to get some food in your stomach. Because I have read so many places that the bride and groom don't get to yeah. eat at the reception. And that's what I'm worried about. Like, I, I, I'm thinking what I've read as far as mitigating that, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, is... Like, right after you're out taking your pictures, everybody's at cocktail hour and whatever, have... Because the way we're going to have food is it's going to be a buffet style, so everybody's going to get their own food. But you can have them serve the bride and groom. Yes, Or the bridal party or whatever. So I'm thinking, like, if we have, like, a tight schedule, like, okay, we're going to take pictures from this time to this time, then we go to the reception, we're going to take 15 minutes to eat. Like, and maybe have some activity going on, or maybe a slideshow no, play. because once you get into the reception, it's going to be a distraction. So maybe have the bride, or the maid of honor, and the um, groom guy. <laughs> Best man. Yes. <laughs> maybe have them make you a plate and bring it to you. Like, before we get into the reception? That might be a better idea. I don't know. It's just, I I envision, like, you, you're getting into the reception, and then you're, you just, the, uh, Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be trying to eat, oh, hey, Aunt Susie, how are you? Do you have That's Aunt a Susie? very, I, Cause I have people a great will Aunt see, Susie, but. People will see you not talking to someone, and it doesn't matter. And they'll go right up to you, yeah. Be like, oh, this is my chance. We have friends like that that don't That's... observe boundaries. That's an interesting point. I didn't think about that, because I'm like, but if we do have something, like, if we have a slideshow or something that we want everybody to watch. Mm-hmm where they have to be sitting to watch it and you turn the lights down or whatever, or something like that where you keep everyone distracted while That's we eat. That's a good idea. And then, like, after you eat, do the dance. Yeah, maybe something like that. So, or, like, there's yeah. a transition, like, oh, and then there's music behind that, and then it... I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe it, like, while the speeches, while, like, this, the speeches are going on or something, we can kind of... Isn't that later in the... I don't know how... I haven't been to that uh, many weddings. The last wedding I went to, they had the speeches, like, Pretty right early. after they came in. Probably before the alcohol before really starts. Before people got drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe we'll do something like that. Um, but I definitely want to make it a priority to eat, because I know Greg, and when he gets busy and gets talking, like, he will not eat, and then, like... He'll be super drunk or, like, not feel good or whatever. And I'm the same way. Like, I, if I don't eat when I'm drinking, like, I will not feel good. You need to make like, sure he has snacks in his little room. Yeah. That's what maybe that's what I'll pass snacks. David with. I'll yeah. be like, here's some snacks. Make sure he eats. Like, yes. 
But we also, that brings me to another point. So my maid of honor is getting married in April. Uh-huh. And, um... That's a lot of wedding. I know, it's a lot of weddings. Are you her maid of honor? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so... Tit for chat, no <laughs> <right>? pressure. <laughs> <laughs> but they're having a grilled cheese bar, like, oh, after. Yes. Like, after dancing and stuff. Like, when people are all drunk and they need something to soak up the alcohol, they're having, like, oh. grilled cheese and, like... And she said it's really cute. They're, like, these little mini grill, heart grilled cheeses. Oh. And, like, they stick them in a little cup that has a little bit of tomato soup. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So I'm like, I want to do something like that where people can mm-hmm. kind of, you know, grab a little yes. snack afterwards. That's smart. Mm-hmm. That is so smart. Oh, I haven't been to a lot of weddings. I've planned one many times in my head is because I'm a female. <laughs> um, but as I get older, I'm just like, oh, to actually carry out the plans. You, I am bowing down. Good job, Aubrey. Yeah. You know, when do you get- have a dress? Oh, have I not shown it to you? No. Oh. So. Okay. Right now. Yeah. Okay. So um, you can hear my verbal reaction over the podcast. Um, So I think Greg, Greg did mention you went to go pick out your dress. And he's like, were you there? And I was like, no, Greg, I wasn't there. (laughs) He is so like, uh, he's not in your face about planning, is he? No. He's so like. And it's frustrating. No touch. But that's most men. Yeah. And I'm like, but like I kind of like. I kind of need help, like, deciding on stuff. Like, I it's feel not... like just you decide on it all. I know, but, like, I hate making decisions. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just want him to, like, validate my decision or something. But every time, like, I tell him about, oh, what do you think about this or this? Or what if we do this? I was thinking this. I don't care. Whatever you want. It's like, just tell me that. Seriously. Like, just, we I just, just want need... an opinion. <laughs> yes. That is, that is the good thing about Steve. And I, I, I tell everyone that Steve came to me fully trained you know, him being married three times before me and having countless other girlfriends and I think at least one other fiancé. Like, he's been trained. Like, he's been through it. Like, like he knows <laughs> what not to do, what to do. And we were actually talking the other day because I I have some pet peeves that he likes to strike a nerve on every once in a while and I'll call him out on it. And I was like, you know, I, I call you out on these things. And then turn around and you're not calling me out on much i was like there's got to be stuff that i do that annoys you because i'm not perfect mm-hmm. i know that and he i think he's just gotten used to putting up with women <laughs> so you can get away with anything like <laughs> but i i think i'm harder on myself than he would ever be I'll yeah be like i need to stop being like this because every sunday night i get a little cranky because next day is monday and i have to go to work i think and everyone does <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like i'm so sorry every sunday night like I want to be home by 3 p.m. so I have time to prepare mentally. Yeah. And, you It's know. just depressing. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but he doesn't have that. Yeah. And even before he goes to work, he's going on a cruise ship to the Caribbean. So Like, he's got a cool job. <laughs> yes, he And does. that's the same with Greg. Like, that's the whole thing yeah. I deal with with him. He gets like, to go play music all day long. I know. Like, he's... And right now, like, he's only really working, like... He, he's not... He's not working long days like he used to. Right. You know? So, like, he's getting a lot more done at home in the mornings and stuff. Like, he's not going into later. And I'm like, you cannot complain. (laughs) Nope. I work, like, nine-hour days. And, like, whether I'm busy or I'm bored, like, I got to sit there and and work. Like, Mm -hmm. The job has to get done. Okay, let me see the picture. Oh, sorry. I've got several pictures. I was, like, talking to try and get you to. So, go that way. All right. 
It's very Mm. sparkly. It is, which is my favorite color. (laughs) I love... Oh, you had your hair all... Is that how your hair is going to be the day? No, I literally just like threw it up in a bun. That is beautiful. Thank you. The back is my favorite. It's so pretty. It won't go over. It won't go over. Is it not going? Did it get... God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking technology. Was that the end of it? Oh. I swear there was more. Okay. That is beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Greg didn't know it was a thing that he's not supposed to see me. He didn't? He's not supposed to see the dress. What? Yeah. He didn't didn't know that was a thing. He was faking dumb. I feel like he was faking dumb. Oh. Isn't that pretty? Yes. Oh. Are you guys going to see each other before? The, um, it depends on the venue, I think, as far as where the ceremony is. I um, watch a lot of vlogs, and I've seen a couple people get married on vlogs. Mm-hmm. And, ooh. It's got buttons going on. Oh, my goodness. I hope goodness. Craig's not listening to this. Not that he could really visualize it. No, he's a man. <laughs> but it's oh. funny. I didn't think I wanted something that sparkly. Right? Because I'm like, I'm like, I want something very simplistic and elegant and whatever. And, like, oh. right? Oh, that's a different dress, but oh, <laughs> but it's still very pretty. <laughs> okay, I see the difference now. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! You're holding your cell phone. That's fun. Was your mom there? Oh yeah, Aww. my mom, and then um, all of my uh, bridesmaids were there. So when you saw it, did you go? Oh, yes. Or was it when you put it on? When I put it on. Oh, actually, I think my mom and one of her because there's. Several of my mom's friends that one of them is my other. I have two maids of mm-hmm. honor. I have um, Melissa and Amanda. Um, and Melissa is like my oldest friend. She's the one I grew up with. And so her mom came too because oh, she fun. was kind of like a second mom. To me. Yeah. And there was a, another mom too that was part of that group. It was her son was more friends with my brother and whatever. But um, she came too because she doesn't have a daughter. So she was all excited about oh, this. Oh, that's adorable. Um, but yeah, they actually, I think either all of them or a couple of them um, picked it out and put it on the rack. And, like, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's hard to tell when they're hanging up. Like, right. It's just a bunch of white stuff. Yeah. And then you put them on, and, I, like, that one, I just kept going back to it. Like, <laughs> How long did it take for you to pick it out? Um, well, we did one time where we tried everything on, um, and that's when everyone was here. My other maid of honor, mm-hmm. Melissa, lives in Seattle, and she happened oh, okay. to be in town for another wedding. So I was like, we got to schedule while you're here, you know? Yes. Um, so we did that night, and then I didn't I didn't want to buy it right then. I, I kind of knew I wanted it, but I'm like, I need to sleep on it. Like, it's a big purchase. Right. I want to sleep on it and make sure I know this is what I want, and then... Smart. Yeah, so we... Uh, two weeks later, I think, um, we went back and tried it on again. It was just me and my uh, maid of honor, Amanda, that okay. time, because everybody, nobody else could make it. And you it were like, last yes. Minute, but I was like, yep, zip. <laughs> Did you do a yes to the dress post? Because I didn't see that. I don't. You know, the oh, big wait. trend is you hold up a sign that says, I said yes to the dress. Oh. No, you don't I wear the dress. You just oh, Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I, I'm not I would, big oh. into social media. Like, you were not. I never post. You don't. Like, Ever. I think you just, jo- you just joined Instagram, right? I did, and I haven't looked at it since I joined it. So I was just like, everybody has Instagram. I should probably get one. And I'm like, this looks exactly the same as Facebook. But That's hilarious. <laughs> well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we have to talk about the Great American Beer Festival. 
Of course. Because that was a fun day. That was glorious. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> and we're back with Two Girls and a Bottle of Wine with Aubrey Wallace. And you actually um, were in the group that I went with to the Great American Beer Festival, which I've talked about the Great American Beer Festival with Amber because she was there, but on Friday. Oh, okay. So, and um, I went, as I said in the last podcast, as a DD, which is fine because I don't drink beer. Um, but was this your first year? Second year. Second year. Yeah. So what are, what, tell me your opinion of the Great American Beer Festival 2017. So honestly, I thought last year was better. Why? Only because I liked the beers last year better. And maybe it was because I didn't bookmark the right ones or whatever to go and try. Um, but like last year they had a ton of like peanut butter porters and peanut butter stouts and whatever, like chocolate and really fun flavors like that and good fruity beers and stuff. And I felt like this year, I couldn't really find any peanut butter ones. There were a couple chocolate ones that were pretty good. Mm -hmm. Um, But all the fruity ones that I wanted to try, like, they were all sour. With the exception of, like, one or two. I do recall you guys all going, oh, no, it's it's sour. It's tart. Yeah, Yeah, and I think that's becoming a trend is anything fruity or sweet, they make it into a sour beer. And I'm like, like, I don't want the sour. Like, I just want the sweet. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I don't remember seeing any peanut butter. Yeah, they didn't. Maybe they had it and I just didn't see it, but um, I couldn't, yeah, hmm. couldn't really find it. What was your favorite beer? I had a chocolate beer that was really good. It's I, a chocolate stout. Okay. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of, like, because I'm not a beer person, but I learned a lot tagging along with you guys. Like, we don't like IPAs. No, ew, gross. Why don't you like an IPA? They're bitter. They're really bitter. All of them. You know, there are some that are technically IPAs, but they don't really have much of a bite to them. And I've had IPAs that I do like because they're not bitter, but the majority of IPAs are very, very bitter. So why do people like IPA? Some people just like bitter. Bitter beer. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, I know several people that prefer IPAs Hmm. to anything else, but they don't like the fruity beers and stuff like that. And I think you kind of like one or the other. You like the very stout, like, you know, you like that bite, mm-hmm. or you like the going down smooth, like, sweet stuff. But a lot of the stouts were the more creative ones. The chocolates, mm-hmm. the, you know, I think there was a French vanilla latte one. There was a pumpkin spice latte one. Did you hear what the guy said to me when I got the pumpkin spice? No. Apparently, I look like a total, like, stereotypical white girl, because I go up there. You look like a basic bee. Uh, apparently, because and I don't even, I never drink Starbucks, and when I do, it's black coffee with a little bit of... of of uh, a cream in it but i go up there and i'm like oh can i try the pumpkin spice latte beer and he's like of course you want to try the pumpkin spice latte beer and i'm like did you ask him (laughs) i kind of took me a second to like process it and then i was like he thinks i'm totally a basic bitch like yes (laughs) i'm like do i really look that way do i put myself off that way that's hilarious (laughs) i feel like it was racist i'm just gonna it was it was so racist (laughs) Except he was white. Was it, a, was it a good one? Was it a good... I don't remember being, like, crazy about it. I remember it. It smelling was okay. it, and it smelled very good. I'm not huge on pumpkin stuff, though. So, oh. I mean, I thought it was, a, it, was, it was good. I mean, I had no complaints about it, but it didn't stand out to me. Did you find a good fruity one that you liked? There was a blueberry one that was very good. I don't remember that one. It was actually the same place that the chocolate... Oh. Porter or whatever was. And I hope I wrote it down because I would like to find that brewery. <laughs> Goodness, I hope you wrote it. Did you have the app? 
I did. I bet you I, could go through the app. I was going to say, I was pretty buzzed at that point. So. See, that's the thing I noticed. You guys all were like, as we were waiting to go in, you're like, I'm going to start here. Or I'm going to, you We had know. a plan. Yeah. Well, I kept asking, do you guys have a plan? And no one said yes, but I could see you guys talking. Like, I want to go, but, but. And then we just ended up, like, walking up and down aisles. There were a million aisles. I was overwhelmed. I'm like... If I was a beer drinker, I would walk out of here smashed. <laughs> so what's the secret? Like, you and Greg were not smashed. Well, we also had a birthday party to go to that night. So we kind of had to keep our cool. But honestly, I didn't want to get smashed. Mm-hmm. I was okay with a little bit of a buzz. But, like, I, I genuinely, like, I, I'm kind of a beer connoisseur. I genuinely want to find some breweries that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I can find a new favorite, you know? Right. So um, I, I intentionally didn't want to get smashed. And the, and the trick is... You, if you don't like the beer, you got to pour it out. Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't just, you know. Right. Try to swallow it down because that's going to get you really drunk. Yes. But if you, you know, if you only drink the ones that you like, and I kind of do that, like, until, like, the last hour. Mm-hmm. And so I did this past year and the year before. Like, I went really slow, and I honestly didn't have really much, if any, of a buzz. Um, but then get to the last hour, and I'm like, okay, I can pick up my pace a little bit, you know? Right, And then, like, by the smart. time we left, I was a little bit buzzed and whatever, but... <laughs> nice. That That is a plan. Uh, Beverly was hilarious. <laughs> but she's so, like... I, I did a vlog, and it, you can check out Wrinkled Sheets on YouTube if you want to check it out, the Great American Beer Festival vlog. I, I was filming her before we even got in, and she hadn't been drinking, and she is just over-the-top flamboyant giddy. anyway. <laughs> And then you add a little bit of alcohol, and she's just like, wee! Oh, yeah. And that's why I love her, because she brings the energy <laughs> when you need a little bit of energy. Like, I'll walk in and be like, meh, and then Beverly comes at me, and I'm like, oh, I'm so much happier now. Yep. <laughs> she's just contagious with her energy, but it was so fun to watch her. and like, Eating all the pretzels. <laughs> yes. She I'm has like, oh, no shame. No shame. Don't eat his pretzel, too. <laughs> And her husband, Bill, was like, Janet, I blame you for this because of the whole vlogging thing. But no, I feel like she would have done that anyway. (laughs) Yes, it's not my fault, Bill. Yeah. But it was so much fun. I hope you guys had fun. Oh, yeah. It was a blast. So I went home and picked up Steve afterwards and went to go meet Beverly and her family for dinner and they were wiped they were just all like, of them were they wasted uh, no they were they had sobered up mm. but they were tired oh yeah and it after was you sober so up after quiet, being yeah and i was just like i need a champagne because i didn't drink all day <laughs> i'm like i watch people drink all day long give me a glass of champagne please <laughs> like it's my turn <laughs> it is my turn and i had my dd steve with me so <laughs> it was so much fun i, I had never experienced anything like that before in my life and i i yeah. That people was watching. so many people to watch. So. You need to become a beer drinker so you can enjoy <laughs> the like festivities next year. I totally enjoyed it, though. Like, I was just like, this is so cool. <laughs> this, ah, uh, yeah. Maybe if they had a wine fest like that. Oh, oh I know. Like, or, like, could they make wine? Like, wines taste like pumpkin spice latte? I don't you know. You do a lot of stuff with wines. I, the winery that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. not on the podcast, but... um. Inventions off of Arapahoe I-25. They have a lot of really fruity wines, just like crazy flavors. Like they got a, a coconut one that's really good. Uh-huh. Like a kiwi and like 
I don't know if you can really do like the peanut butter type flavors, but you could probably do that. That would be fun to try. You could probably do it with like a Cabernet or something and add some peanut butter flavors with like some right? chocolate flavors. I've, I've had, you know, I'm sure you've had red wines too that have chocolate. Yes, the chocolate flavors. wine. It's a oh. thing. It totally is. Are you a fan of the Not Your Father's? Uh, not really. It tastes like licorice to me. So which kind of Not Your Father's have you tried? The root beer? The root beer, yeah. And then they had the Not Your Father's, um, I forget, but they have some oh, new flavors. ginger beer or something? Yes, yes. I've had ginger beer before. It's okay. It's, it's, it's a little... I don't think I could have more than one bottle of it, for sure. So for me, I bought the root beer thinking, I love root beer. Maybe I'll enjoy this. And it tasted like beer to me. Yeah. So, but... This, ooh, ooh. I mean, you me, should post that on your page. Me but. at a wine tasting. <laughs> I'm getting hints of oak and cocoa finish. I'm getting wasted. That is so, yeah. <laughs> I am going to share this. It just made me think of it. I'm like, I was to... trying to be all sophisticated tasting it, and then it's like, I'm just getting wasted. I'm going to send it in Messenger to me. Do, 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 do. I feel like it's very fitting for your podcast. It is, yes. You'll have to check <laughs> Sorry, out the I didn't two girls in a bottle of wine. No, no, no. <laughs> so Not Your Father's has some new new um, flavors. They have a fruit punch. Oh, huh. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know either. Um, let's see what else they have. They have tonic. I love tonic. Really? I love, like, just bubbly water. Bubbly water. That's you, what I love. You've been to Europe? No, you but... You belong in Europe. <laughs> that's what I hear. So these are two of the Not Your Father's flavors that are new. Hmm. I haven't seen either of them, but I'm not really on the lookout. So I didn't know if you were. No, I've, I've tried their root beer before, and it just kind of tasted like licorice, black licorice. I'm like, oh. I'll take a regular root beer, please, and put some rum in it or something. <laughs> right. Right. Um, let's see. Yes. Sorry. Brain fart. <laughs> so you've been with Greg for how long? Uh, seven years. That's It'll right. It'll be eight years the day before the wedding. Oh, wow. That would be right. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I found, um, I do you follow Whiskey Riff? Mm -mm. So it's great. Um, they have a podcast. They're very focused on country music. They have a t-shirt that um, says that's not country, making fun of people that think the new country is not country. Um, I recommend them, um, but they have, a, they shared a post recently is the 22 most common dating mistakes girls make according to guys. Oh, yes. This should be interesting. Yes, I would be. I've been out of the dating game so long, but like, I, know. I love I to read these types of articles. <laughs> I do too. So I can't share onto the screen so you can see it because, well, my IT guy is out of town. Um, <laughs> but let's, let's see what this says. This could, uh, these are according to guys, so, okay, oh, dear should Lord. should be interesting. Acting disinterested when they're actually interested? Just effing let that. me know. I'm obviously keen on you if, you're, if we're talking daily. Hmm. So I guess playing it cool? Yeah. Uh, you know, some girls are like that, though. And I feel like it's the more high-maintenance girls. Yes, so that... then. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're into that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like it's the type of girls that are just like, I don't know. They're, right. They're the very high maintenance ones. Like, you really have to chase them. Yeah. You really have to, like, chase them. Although, I, I kind of made Greg chase me, so I guess I'm guilty of that. But he liked it. 
Yeah, you got it. It was intriguing. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. You kind of always want what you can't have, right? right? (laughs) So you got to find the middle road. Yeah. Don't completely be disinterested, but find the middle road. The problem is, I think a lot of girls like the attention. Mm -hmm. You know, and they don't necessarily want to date this person, but they like the attention they're giving them. So they kind of want to keep them right on the edge there. Until they find the guy they do want to date. Yeah. I may have been guilty of that one. Back a plan. It happens. <laughs> um, the next thing, playing two guys against each other, thinking it will result in some romantic, over-the-top gesture by one of them, when in reality it creates drama and a social cluster f. I I, I, I agree with that. Do you did you watch Friends? Yes. When Phoebe was dating the two, like the intelligent one and then oh, the fireman. Yes, I do remember and that. And she kind of did that, and it totally blew up in her face. You got to learn from Phoebe's mistakes. But she wasn't like trying to pit them against each other. She was just trying right. to decide, like, yes. I like them both. Like, <laughs> But it's it's kind of similar. Yeah. 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 I mean, you just shouldn't date two people at once. Like, no. That's just got it's bad hot. idea. That is over hard it. on you. Yeah, like, pick one. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, the next one, I've seen girls asking why a guy turned them down, whether for a date, for a hookup, or for something else. Stopped trying. What the hell did you expect? seen girls asking why a guy they turned down stopped trying okay so the girl oh. turned them down and, and they they're like trying. why why aren't you chasing me anymore that's the whole thing that we were talking about yeah they like to be chased but they don't necessarily want to date them they like to kind of right. have it in their back pocket but they yeah. don't necessarily want to act on it so you can't play hard to get and expect the guys to stick around not all yeah. guys are into that you can't play hard to get if you don't want to get got mm-hmm Trying to drop hints and make the guy guess instead of just saying what she wants. I, in general, dislike when people do that. Mm-hmm. I'm a direct person. I am not a, hey, you know, tiptoe around, around it, it yeah. and hoping you'll get the gist. Oh, gosh, no. It's such a waste of time, too. It really it's is. It's like, just get to the point. Like, if you no want time. this, just ask for it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. <laughs> and as we get older, it only gets worse. Time is money. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, another one. Inability to stay off their cell phone. Everything has to be Snapchatted, Instagrammed, or tweeted. Please at least wait until the date is over instead of being on your phone the entire time. I just watched Snatched, and that totally reminds me of Amy Schumer in that movie. I haven't seen that. Like, that's what she's doing the entire time is, like, Snapchatting, and because oh, she just hilarious. broke up with her boyfriend. And, yeah. Ah! Uh, yeah. Don't that's do it. definitely an issue with millennials these days. Oh, they don't get off their phone. They don't. And, you know, one of my total squirrel moments. So one of my girlfriends and I were having dinner a couple nights ago, and she has some, um, her boyfriend has some kids, so there's some kids in their life, and she was talking about how she knows other kids, they have, like, cell phones in front of their face at all times, or iPads. She even has a friend that brings an iPad to the restaurant, really nice restaurants, with their kid and gives their kid headphones. And I'm like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. I was like, that's that's horrible and again if you don't do that if you're on your phone all the time the kids are watching you yeah you gotta and i i really try to make an effort to do that like you know there's sometimes like if i'm bored or whatever i'll scroll but like i i really try to like put my phone in a different room Mm -hmm. and like really try to be present in the moment because it's you know it's so easy to just get like trapped it's a computer it is and there's so much to do on it and like if you're bored like i find myself We'll be watching a movie, and, like, I feel like I have to be scrolling all the time, whether it's Mm -hmm. on Facebook or through the news or whatever. Like, 
I have to be scrolling. It's like addictive. And then I'm in the middle of it and I'm like, I've seen all this stuff. I'm like, I'm not even watching the movie. (laughs) Right. What's happening? Yeah. Like, so you got to just like throw it to the side because it's so easy to just like mindlessly do that. And it seems that some guys don't like it. I I think people in general don't like it. Agreed. Um, Another one, not being engaged in the planning. Um, If I have to plan everything and guess what you want to do, I will lose interest pretty quickly. And I think guys have been complaining about that for years. Like, if I say, what do you want to do tonight? I don't know. I don't know. And then they give us suggestions and we're really not. You know what, though? Guys are freaking guilty of it, too. Agreed. Very guilty of it. Agreed. At least mine is very guilty. (laughs) I'm like, what do you want to do? What do you want for dinner? I don't know. I don't care. Whatever you want. But then do you you make decisions and then he's like, meh. No, not necessarily that. Like, he's pretty cool with whatever decision I want, but I'm just like, I don't, like, always want to make decisions. Sometimes I need some, like, creative... Right. I need your input to give me some motivation. Exactly. Um, let's see. There's a lot of phone issues on this list. Having a phone on the table, um, not putting the phone down... Let's see. Talking about exes on dates. There might be a time that that's appropriate to discuss past partners, but dates are not one of those times. I feel like this is an age-old issue. You know, (laughs) so I remember... So when my ex before Steve and I were together, it was like seven years, and um, I remember trying to date shortly after that, and I was so guilty of, like, I just... That's all I knew for seven years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, by the time I started dating Steve, like, I was like, I'm not going to talk about mine unless he asks specific questions. And I do not want to know about his. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, especially Steve was the first person I dated that had ever been married multiple times. And I didn't want to know. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I feel like this is going to make me insecure. Well, it's it's going to open up. There's no reason to have this knowledge. You don't need to know about it. You don't Mm want to know about it. Like, it's just going to... It, it's just pointless And organically, stuff the stuff that, that you do need to know does come out. Yeah, exactly. Like, they may have something that somehow relates to an ex or whatever, but it's not necessarily about them, you right. know? And, you know, that's fine. But, it, you know, you want to hear as, as minimal stuff about the exes as you can because they, it's it's a weird thing. Like, you don't want to think about somebody else with your no. partner. Like, no, not at all. You don't want to think about not that. Not but I feel like it. there are those people, and that is a huge sign you're not ready to date someone new. Yeah. Like, that's what I took that as. I was like, I gotta stop talking about the ex. No wonder mm-hmm. these guys aren't calling me back. Dude, <laughs> Lord. I feel like I just had a therapy session. Well, it's a good thing they didn't call you back, because... Yes, it all fell you, into yeah, place. you might not have met Steve. Right, right. But <laughs> I just remember thinking, by the time I got to Steve, I was like, nope, not gonna have these conversations. And it did come up, you know, from time to time, like... You know, I think one of our first dates, I took Steve to a baseball game. He's not a sports guy, is he? (laughs) He was like, so is this something you do regularly? And I was like, "Uh, no, but the ex did. So I thought Mm. that was something that all guys liked. And he's like, well, this is cool and all, but not something I do regularly. And I was like, what? You're amazing. I don't have to do this. Yay. Well, no offense to the Rockies, but nobody really likes going to Rockies games. Right. Didn't we make it to Rocktober this year, though, for a minute? And then we got, yeah, and then we didn't, like, right after that. I I was just wondering, I think it was a couple days ago, I was like, are the Rockies still in the baseball thing? No, I think, I think it was, like, the first or second game they got. Oh. 
I don't I don't follow baseball at all. I go to Rockies games because either I got cheap tickets and I feel like a night out. Or it's a like, fun environment. Yeah, from time drink to beer, time. Beer, you know. I mean, you don't like beer, but like no. you know, it's fun stuff to do. They have know, great hot it's dogs. More of a social event. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Aubrey, it's come to the end of the podcast. Is there anything else that you want to share before we leave? No. All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And we'll we'll try and schedule again sooner rather than later before the new year. Yes. All right. (laughs) Everyone listening, thank you so much for listening. Share us with your friends. And bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You found us once, but can you find us again? Make sure and check out our website at twogirlsandabottleofwine.com. You can listen to us on Podbean, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher. All of our links can be found on Tumblr and Blogspot. Thanks, and we'll see you again soon.